Passions Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the soap opera passions. I'm your regular host, Latara, back again with Dr. Eric Vera. Hello, hello. And you know what? Just like Norma. I'm back. I'm back. It's always great. You know what? Um, Off camera, you and I had a conversation about like, should we do something this week because we have thanksgiving i am at home uh my hometown with my family uh they're out running errands and uh when we were talking i was like i watched the episodes and i was like this is a really good week (laughs) i was like in even on vacation mode as vacation mode as i can get i was like oh no this is a really good week i'm totally down to talk about passion (laughs) i am very thankful for passions this week i'll I'll say that i'll say i'm thankful for passions this week so gobble gobble happy thanksgiving everybody um because this episode technically is supposed we'll see when it comes out today is tuesday (laughs) yeah we'll we'll see today is tuesday it should come out on tomorrow wednesday so you should all get it before thanksgiving but who knows whatever you get be thankful (laughs) (laughs) exactly who know oh and again i mean that's for the patrons the rest of you the rest of you The rest of y'all will get it next week, a week after Thanksgiving. (laughs) So this week, um, before we get started, we're going to say a shout out, speaking of patrons, say a shout out to all our patrons over on Patreon. Thank you so much to Munashe, Marcus, Breelin, Lisa, Sid, Serana, Randall, Hannah, Camelia, Monique, Samantha, Jeanette, Eric. Um, Fantasia, Sean S, Larissa, Maria, George Lopez, Fitzgerald, our Lisa across the pond, Jessica Jean, Laura, um, Thomas, and Karen. Thank you all so much for becoming patrons. And you know, some of y'all have been patrons since the very, very beginning. I, I like thank you, y'all are some ride or dies, and I love it. Thank you so much. And if anybody else out there in podcast world wants to join the patreon check out patreon.com slash passions podcast or click the link in the description um which will take you to the link tree which has all kinds of everything on there so with that said it is time to get into this week's episodes and y'all i am so excited to talk about the these episodes this week like sometimes y'all know sometimes i come in and i'm like it was a week it was a boring week and we're going to talk about it and it is what it is and we still find things to talk about but my god this week was so fun this week yeah. was so fun and i honestly i was dreading watching because i've been i've been really really busy and i like just didn't want to spend my free time watching passions like what little time i had and eric that's why eric and i are actually recording on tuesday today because i texted him on I, like saturday I was like can we push this back so thank you eric for being no flexible. and i really I, I, I felt good that i watched them and when we talked i was like you know i was shocked i was it, first of all i had a long drive um when i was doing it and so when i i was watching slash listening as i was driving um and i was thoroughly entertained to the point where when we had a conversation you were like oh now you make me want to go watch them yeah <laughs> exactly Eric so i'm happy the pitch worked because i was like you know what it is i i i was laughing i was hooting and hollering over certain things that happened and so i'm excited to talk about it yeah eric really talked them up this week and he was right he was right so um we watched episodes 566 through 570 this week 
I can't believe we're almost at 600. That's crazy. Yeah. But um, we're going to start with our magic storyline. That's been a theme recently that yeah. I've been starting with magic, but it's been pretty it's been pretty dope, honestly. Like it's been the most it's been like the most in interesting storyline, really. Yeah. So and weird shit happened this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, so good. Okay. So we pick up and we're all of course we're all still on Warlock Island. Remember, everybody's stranded. There's a there's a uh, storm of the century outside in the caves. The kids have made it out of the caves, but but Tabitha's still stuck in the cave. So we're gonna talk about Tabitha, where Timmy is releasing her from the warlock's um chains what shackles whatever they had her yeah. like shackled strapped. to like a yeah. strap there it is strapped to like a rack like a mid yeah. medieval rack um so timmy's getting her off of that while norma is fighting with the warlocks and wow. the entire time this <laughs> lady this poor actress was when I say she was simply screaming in the background, like we didn't see it, we only heard it, and it was just ah, yeah. like Zoom will probably cut it out. Like yeah. Zoom probably won't even make the sound right because it was it sounds like something that shouldn't be yeah. in a show. <laughs> like ah. no, no joke, and I'm like not even kidding. When Tabitha and Timmy had so much dialogue. All of it was underscored by Norma fighting the warlocks and that yell. She's like, ah, ah. I mean, I don't even know if it was if they looped her voice or if this actress was legit just screaming the entire time. But whatever it was, I was impressed by it. It was so long. It went on for so long. But yeah, she's fighting with the warlocks who takes her who take her dad's head at one point. Yeah. And they're play, they're basically playing like monkey in the middle yeah. <laughs> with her dad's head. Um, so of course, of course, once that happens, she's like really ready to fight with them. Anyway, oh, yeah. she's fighting with them. Timmy frees Tabitha, praises her for her bravery, tells her um Tabitha you're you're really you're actually really good I think is what he says to her at one point and um he says that you were willing to sacrifice yourself to and save all of the others all of those kids and she was like I couldn't give two shits if those kids survived it was really question. she did it was really about you that's why I wanted you to go with the others which is exactly what you said last week <laughs> exactly what you said last week so yeah no Tabitha is not quite good yet but yeah. you know there's seeds when it there. comes to timmy she is that's the one thing that will make her do good things yeah and so um they get to where the exit is but the the rocks are still are closed and tabitha says there's an exit here i just have to find how to open it like it's here so there she's like hitting the rocks and banging on them and trying to get out i think she has uh what's her name's hatchet is that true? No, uh, no, no, she doesn't. Yeah, I made that up. I made that up entirely. Cause, because because hatchet business. Because Norma comes back with the hatchet and yeah. she says, "I'm back." That's yeah. Just, yeah. There is a lot of hatchet business. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. A busy hatchet. But uh, she finds she finds the exit and is trying to get back, but she can't get it open. And that's when Norma comes back and is like, "I'm back." Yeah, and she like starts running in with the the um, hatchet, and she's chasing them around. And at one point, she actually pit, grab gets a hold of Timmy and chucks him across mm -hmm. in doll mode. But he 
he does get hurt um, yep, yep. because she finally managed to grab one of them. Um, before all of this, I do wanted to I wanted to note that uh, at some point Tabitha just mentioned that the only way that they're going to be saved is if Charity uses her powers, which is just so. I mean, I'm happy to hear it, but I wish they would have written it a little bit more nuanced in a nuanced way because it was just kind of a random fact that they were like okay, let's just insert this because it's important with what's going on outside. But she just mentioned that the likelihood of them surviving really depends on whether Charity uses her powers to stop this storm or not. Oh, but she didn't even it, give that much detail. She just says Charity needs to use her powers. Oh, Dr. Eric, after 556 episodes of this show, you expect nuance from these people? <laughs> I do when it comes to the magic stuff. I am always like, I want more rules. And they don't, they're just like, you know there what? There are none. Tabitha has no powers, but then the next day she's like, maybe I can muster up enough of them. So like, yeah, it, they always do this to us. But yeah, she does mention <laughs> Charity needs to use her powers uh, just to wedge that in there. Yeah, she she does. Um, and Charity will be using them very soon. So yeah. let's, let's um, pick up with the kids very quickly. Uh, oh, actually, let's finish with Tabitha very quickly, yeah. actually. Um, so, uh, Tabitha and Timmy are running around this cave, and uh, the cave doors, at one point, this is why yes. This is why I thought it was the hatchet. It is the hatchet that opens the cave eventually. Um, yeah. What's her name? Norma. Norma is, like, hatcheting away at, at a big rock, and her it gets like stuck in a rock and that opens the cave doors and she's pulling at that while Timmy and Tabitha run out and then they celebrate prematurely. So prematurely. Yeah. It was so funny, but they were like reveling in the fact that Norma is powerless without her hatchet. Now I want to give her some credit. Listen, Norma, uh, what we, we, we talked a little bit about it. Norma kicked those warlocks ass. Yeah. She's not, she's far from, she is, far from powerless without her hatchet yeah so like, like that that woman is a steamroller all on her own yeah and so like when they i'm just laughing because i'm like tabitha timmy have faced so many things but it turns out that if i would be more terrified of norma now at this point because norma has taken on the boys in the basement and these warlocks <laughs> not even yeah. cared she it doesn't phase her at all she's just yeah. got a mission she so. has defeated the warlocks of warlock island like she won the game yeah she she beat the big bosses so um yes they make it out they start celebrating tabitha's talking about making martemis girl how are y'all gonna get off this island <laughs> excuse me and it's yeah. a storm like is the the rain's pouring anyway so at this point the children have been swept away by rushing water charity is the only one who hasn't been swept away the kids spend the entire not the entire week, but a good chunk of the week fighting this water. Yeah. Just like in the water, I couldn't tell you what was said. It was very loud, but there there was a lot of dialogue with them. Yes. I can't tell you exactly what happened. Check it out for yourselves. It's like 556, 557, It's a lot of them just being like, where's Charity? I got to get to Charity. Miguel. Oh, my God. I was so tired of hearing Charity screaming at the screaming top of Miguel. her lungs. God oh bless God. her. God bless her. God bless all the actors in those scenes. I can't imagine what it was like to be in that filming in that whirlpool. Uh, but, yeah. like, at one point, Miguel's basically fighting, like, one of those endless pool things where he's just, like, swimming towards this, this thing. Um, but, yeah, it's just a lot of, like, what if we don't get out of here what if we oh no we should go this way what do we do like it it just was so many scenes of that while charity is watching from afar so my note says 
The kids are swept away by rushing water, except Charity. The kids fight for their lives as Charity screams for Miguel. And then she's attacked by a tree? Question mark, trust, question mark, question mark. Yes. And then, so y'all, Charity's like screaming for Miguel. And then she runs along, like, I guess the shoreline and a tree trips her up. Its roots yeah. come up and, and like, we see the roots move like Lord of yeah. the Rings style, right? So the roots come up and they trip her. And I was like, uh oh, the tree's coming for charity. Yeah. And um, the tree like turns and the tree starts talking to her. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, and you know what? I love passions, warts and all, but I'm like, little angel girl, you love using her. Why didn't she show up? But there was you know a very what? specific motivating reason for it. And frankly, I love it. So grandmother Willow. <laughs> where, where not to are, you will understand. Like, tr see, honestly, this is what this yeah. tree is basically doing to, to Charity. It's telling her. It's a her, very Jim Henson-y Muppet looking like where a flap is opening to indicate a mouth. Like, yeah. that is what we're puppetry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> but, when, but. When, when, when the tree tripped her, I really thought about Evil Dead, and I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "Is this tree?" I, I again, I was watching slash like just listening, and so when I saw that, I was like, "Did the tree just move or not?" I was. Just... Oh right, yeah, because you weren't really looking at it, yeah. 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 And it and it was dark, but yeah, it 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 tripped her up. Uh, so the tree tells her, "Charity, you have the power to save your friends. You have the power." And it says, use all of you, use your power or everyone will drown. All of your friends will drown if you don't use your power. She, to in Charity's full defense, I in full defense of Charity this week. I know y'all never thought out you would hear me say it. But in complete and total full defense of Charity, she keeps asking this motherfucking tree, how? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> At this and She's like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board, but how? And the tree, the fucking tree just keeps going, you have the power. Yeah. Yeah, this okay. tree has this attitude also. Like, we're going to get into it because this tree is like, got, yeah, has an attitude. Um, yeah, Charity, at least Charity's doing something because her just yelling Miguel was really upsetting me. I'm like, go find a vine, go find a rope, go find go help. Go find a vine. I mean, you <laughs> do something. Um, she was just literally screaming Miguel's name for maybe like two episodes before we finally no. got this talking tree. You, you saying go find a vine? Uh, like my immediate thought was to of vi like vines, like the videos oh. that we used to <laughs> go find, <laughs> go a, find vine. a vine. How to save my boyfriend and friends from yeah. a downpour of rain? No, Charity. And the, Charity's just looking at vine compilations to take her mind off of the the horrific events. It's just like I can't save them. I guess I need to get on Vine and well, and laugh a little bit. Hurricane Tortilla. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So um, anyway, this tree, she's asking it. She asks it so many times because it keeps saying, use your power, use your power. And she keeps saying, how, how, how? And finally, the tree says, concentrate and look deep inside yourself. Mm, real helpful tree. Like, come on, man. Come well, and on. It's gonna, and it's going to really upset me because then the tree has some terms about how it's how her i did it really upset me because i'm like i love this though and i'm we, once we okay we're about to talk about it yeah so 
The tree says, concentrate, look deep inside yourself. And then it also says, but you must be willing to pay a terrible price. And he said, the tree says, you ask something of nature, you must give something back. Now, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I watch a lot of anime. And one of my favorite animes is um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And in that show, there's something called the Law of Equivalent Exchange. So alchemy is ma basically magic, but yeah. it's it's natural to the world. So when, anytime you do magic, you have to give something. Like you you have there's a law of e equivalent. Equivalent exchange. So the bigger the magic is, the bigger the penalty. And so, yeah. like in the show, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ruin it for anybody. But sometimes to the point that like you can be giving up limbs, right, to yeah. the to the magic. So when they said, I was like, oh my god, the law of equivalent exchange. <laughs> well, I wish um, they would give it some rules like that. But I mean, yeah, he basically says, in order for you to use your powers, you got to be willing to give up something. And that's a that's a that's a thing though. Like like I just said, in Full Metal Alchemist, that is a hard and fast rule of the world, the yeah. law of equivalent e exchange. But that doesn't seem to be the case for this. It's just like randomly for this particular use of her magic, she has to be willing to give something up, and that I don't like. I don't agree yeah. with because. Uh, Tabitha was doing magic. Hecuba was doing all that fucking magic. Nobody was having to give up a goddamn thing. Yeah. You know? So it just I I don't I don't love that that that's not a hard and fast rule for all of the magic. If it were, I would be like, oh hell yeah, that's I love that because it raises the stakes. Yeah. You can't just be doing magic. But anyway, the price she must pay, y'all can already guess what the price is. What's the price, Eric? Uh, she has to eat a full tomato soup cake. Um, Horrible. The worst thing you could pop po possibly imagine. She had to eat that whole damn cake. No, she has to give up Miguel. Yeah. It, it's to give up the love of Miguel. Uh, the tree says you must give him up. And she wavers, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, this fucking tree's just kind of talking to me. I don't know you, bro. <laughs> like, is this real? Whatever. Yeah. But um, eventually she says she'll do it because she doesn't want everybody to die. Because, like, of course, of course, yeah. Miguel's not even yeah. that great. Miguel's not even that great. And you were going to lose him anyway. He was going to die if you didn't save him. So, yeah. Um, so she decides to do it, and the tree tells her to summon her powers by concentrating and focusing on the storm to stop it. See, that when she was asking how, that's what you could have said. Yeah. That's what you could have said instead of just saying, use your powers. That helps. Oh, concentrate and focus on the storm and focus on getting it to stop. So she starts to concentrate on this storm, and she half-ass tries at first. Like, she just goes, she just, like, closes her eyes and literally... A second goes by and she's like, oh, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like a little kid learning how to skate or ride a bike. I can't do yeah. it. Um, and the tree tells her uh, that she has to try harder. Yeah. The tree's like, well, that wasn't your best effort. <laughs> the tree Give it another a, try. The tree had an attitude, I can tell you that. Yeah, and it tells her that she must believe with all of her being that she is able and capable to st of stopping the storm, of stopping the hurricane. And so then she says, 
Hear me, mighty wind and rain. Leave us. Spare my friends. Help them swim to safety. And then the storm just stops. Just stops. And it's like, it was, okay, girl, yeah. magical girl. Okay. Sailor Moon. All right. Yeah. All she right. would never turn her back on her friends. Always there to defend. She is the one on whom we can depend. She is the one named Taylor. No, I was gonna. I was trying to say charity. <laughs> I was trying to say charity, and Ch Taylor came out instead yeah, of. I was trying you to. You're doing so good. Charity Moon. She is the one. Charity Moon. Yeah. And, so. And then Fluffy can be her black cat. Um, <laughs> yeah. Her it, Luna. Let me again just the the tree was an asshole at some point and just first of all the tree knew everything about charity so we are led to believe that mother nature specifically mother nature is an interconnected network of systems so that maybe one tree from harmony told another tree that told another tree all the way to warlock island all of their business or that mother nature is this entity that exists within the world of that you have evil you have good and you have mother nature so that was interesting to kind of consider. Um, but yes, it is the fact that she must give up Miguel. And it led me to think like, you know what? I have such respect for Greta Thunberg, but if she had to promise that she would not be happy in love to save our earth, then I don't put that on her. I don't think that's right. Yeah, I mean, I want Greta here's Thunberg what I'm gonna say. Love. Here's what I'm gonna say about this. Uh, Charity can be happy in love. She just won't be able to be happy in love with Miguel. <laughs> their high school sweetheart some people do i'm not saying that my doesn't mom and happen dad. my mom and dad yeah. did and that's beautiful some people do and it's and, and when they do it's beautiful rare. but most of the people who do it it's a mistake yeah most of the people who do it get divorced not too far off afterwards i'm sorry i had to fix my you called camera. me illegitimate like grace called her kids <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i didn't call you illegitimate no, you. I mean, I just, I just think. Yeah, no. I she understand. can, she can find love again, girl. But it, it's also like, um. Anyways, they'll they'll talk a little bit more about it. But yeah, the storm stops as quick as crazy as it came. It just goes away that fast, and it's gone. And yeah. the, I mean, and the kids are are pretty much dry as a bone after that. Yeah, it does lead me to wonder because it told her to give up Miguel. It does lead me to wonder if the tree is like evil. You know, well, that's like what I, I'm like. I understand a great sacrifice, but I'm like, I, I don't, uh, that one thing in particular is such an, like the whole show is based on whether Miguel and Charity make love. And so for the tree to say, you cannot be together, I feel like it's putting its finger on the scales of evil because like, it's like, that's such a, the good thing that will happen is that these two are going to get laid. Yeah. That's like the whole premise of this show. And uh, for the tree to be like, not. Nah, you gotta give them up. Yeah. So I did have that thought. Like, is the tree somehow being manipulated by the forces That's of what I evil? Yeah. But we're thinking too much into it. This, I like I, like <laughs> I said earlier, I'm 560, 570 episodes into this show, and I'm still expecting things from them, and I shouldn't be. 
Um, I just, I should know better by now, but I, yeah. you know, um, but anyway, let's, let's keep going. So the storm stops and the tree tells her now you must pay the great price nature gave to you and you will have to give back to her. You will live your life without Miguel. Charity is very upset, but she says she'll never re regret saving everybody. And then she... What happens? Do you remember? Oh, God. This was so infuriating. All of this happens, and what does she do? She, um, You know how Pokemon have certain moves, and, like, uh, <laughs> Magic Carp is probably one of the, like, right? Uh, worst ones is it doesn't do anything. It's a fish on dry land. What is Charity's go-to move going to be faint yeah flopping around like a yeah. wet fish yeah a fish on land that's exactly what the fuck she is just flopping yeah to the ground just boom faints and i'm like yeah. I, I get uh, like uh, no i'm not gonna no give it. no don't give it don't <laughs> no and say. here's why go ahead and say what you're gonna say go ahead and say what you were gonna like, say like and hecuba like I, they make it sound like when they use their powers it is it, it, it takes, unless, you, like, they're trained witches, right? So I'm like, maybe if you use your powers. But all she did was say, Mighty Rain, stop. And that was like. And, and it would be one thing if she did it and, like, was doing something like, ah, yeah, stuff saw, was happening. Yes. And then immediately passed out. Yeah. But that is not at all what happened. No. She did it. She said her little spell. She stood there. She looked at them. She contemplated what her life is going to be without Miguel. She talked to the tree for a little while. <laughs> and then she just fainted out of absolutely nowhere. Like she it didn't even she didn't even go like, oh, I feel, oh, I feel like yeah. I might, I don't feel so good. Nothing. She just fell. Oh, she just fell. Yeah. It was and weird. so she fell. Meanwhile, everybody's looking for charity like they're getting they get out of the water they're like and of course miguel's like we have to find charity and of course k is the first one to see her and k is hilarious y'all she k, she k. eavesdrops on her talking to the tree i wouldn't even call it eavesdropping what happens is k is walking up upon this scene and she see she is stopped in her tracks by a crazy person talking to a tree right like you're you walk if you're walking along and you see somebody talking to a tree you might stop and contemplate yeah. do i want to walk any closer to that person no yeah so she stops and sees from a distance so she doesn't even hear what the tree really said i don't yeah, think no. or what oh no she didn't hear she didn't think the tree was alive she just saw charity talking to the tree yeah so <laughs> I don't, and I don't think she necessarily heard what Charity was saying to the tree. She just saw that Charity was talking to the tree, and then yeah. she fell. And Kay's face was hilarious. I think it was my face. It was oh, yeah. like this when I was looking at it from Kay's angle. I was just like, "Yeah, she looks." She was just like, like <laughs> yeah. very like, like it looked so real. The reaction was so real because she really looked like. Maybe at that point, the actress was like. This soap opera man is fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. She's contemplating her own real life. No, so uh, Charity falls over. Kay doesn't, like, obviously doesn't immediately go to, like, help her. But the kids come immediately and see her. And Miguel rushes over to her. They wake her up. And guess what? Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. The bitch doesn't remember shit. That's another famous move of Charity's is not remembering the events that just took place. She don't remember anything. So the kids bring it to, she doesn't remember a damn thing. And Kay looks at her and says, you really don't remember anything? Because Kay is like wanting I'm, to hear what she has I, to say about the talking to the tree. Yeah. And I think also just fed up. Like, how do you forget everything? 
I would be sick of her. Yeah. I would be sick of her, sick to death. I'm sorry that you have this thing going on with you, this debilitated. But the you can't ever remember anything. Yeah. Take your 51st dates as to a therapist, <laughs> a psychologist. But I know, you, not, I know this is not how it works, but maybe amnesia runs in her family. <laughs> it's hereditary. Yeah. On the standish 50, side. 51st dates ass is pretty iconic. <laughs> that's what she that's what she reminds me of. She can't remember anything. Hi, ever. I'm Charity. <laughs> Hi, I'm Charity. <laughs> so so she um uh she uh wakes up. Kay says, You really don't remember anything. She says, Well, I don't remember something, but it's crazy. Like, it can't be. And, and Miguel's like, no, tell us what it is. She says, well, I remember the tree telling me to do things. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds funny. What kind of things, Charity? <laughs> the tree telling me to do things. Um, it told me I had the power to stop the storm and save all your lives. And Miguel asks if um, she, she's like, are you the one who stopped the storm, Charity? Kay doesn't believe it, but it... it, it but the like, kids shockingly make it make sense. Because, well, Ross, and it Ross, does make sense. Yeah, Ross It makes like, as much no. sense as anything else. Yeah, Ross, who is like, science, 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 is like, you know what? I think, obviously, with everything that we've seen and seen over the years, like, magic has to exist because there's no other way to explain how these how the storm just stopped. Yeah, and, and so, yeah. I was impressed by that. At least if they were like, okay, Charity, you're the answer. It's, yeah, she is the answer. Um, yeah. And, but it was funny because... Kay isn't going for it. Kay's like, oh, now she's going to take credit for stopping the hurricane by talking to a tree, like s s quietly to Simone, right? It was just the was snark good. is, the snark was top notch. Oh, I loved yeah, it. it. Because in any other situation, somebody says that, yeah, nope. no, who would listen to that? Who would believe that you, like, you would be shunned, you know, by your friend group yeah. if you're talking like that? Again, I love all the bad stuff gets put on to Kay. And all the good stuff gets put onto charity. I'm like, yeah. her she has powers. Like we've seen her have powers. Like, come on. But, but it so it does it does make sense. So the kids are like, yeah, we saw the fucking warlocks. We were in those caves. We saw like, fine, sure, okay, fine. Um, Tabitha is hiding with Timmy on like some behind some rocks and she overhears this whole conversation and she starts to worry and this is just a little like note she starts to worry that Charity is coming into her powers mm -hmm. um, and so just that's what's going on with Tabitha yeah. then Hank and TC oh Hank and TC um, finally show up and are told that Charity stopped the storm I think Kate does Kay say no? Kay says it later. Kay yeah. says it later. But yeah, yeah. Um, they they're told the charity stopped the storm. Then and then and then, they all just sit around a campfire. Go home. Yeah, they they are obviously like talking about like what just happened. They talk about it on the boat. Yeah, they sit around a campfire and speculate about what happened instead of immediate immediately getting the fuck off this island. Yeah, get get me out of here we can do this all back in harmony yeah or on the boat on the way to harmony but let's get thee off this island so yeah 
Tammy and Tabitha are listening into this conversation where Charity says um, that she vaguely remembers that there's a price she has to pay for for what she's done, yeah. and they realize that it's Miguel that they have to get. Oh, that she was cute, Miguel. And it was funny because they're like, "What could the could, what could the price be? What could the price be?" And they both go. <gasps> Miguel. <laughs> and then Miguel's like, did somebody just say my name? Oh, I know. <laughs> and then that's when they come out of their hiding spot and, and Tabitha's like, oh, my little precious children. <laughs> I'm so glad you all made it out. I just, I, I heard you talking. So that's why I came over. And that's why I said Miguel, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So she joins the campfire and then she explains everything that happened with Norma, with the warlocks. Like we're having a very open dis and honest discussion with TC yeah. and Hank about who, all the things that have happened. Who are just like, kind of like, okay. <laughs> no, what irritates me is that TC says, warlocks and axe murderers this is all too this is all too uh, hard for me to believe how you were in the how it, house how is it hard for you to believe you saw the blood on the walls <laughs> you you saw the murder of the murder of crows and the unkindness of ravens you saw the the flames of hell you saw the giant worm dick demon you <laughs> you saw Sam Bennett's home, your best friend's house, be sucked to hell. And yet somehow you, I find, I'm sorry guys, I find this all a little hard to believe. Exactly. How How do you find, why do you find it so hard to believe? That doesn't make any sense to me. And also, especially considering the storm really did just stop out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. And that's yeah. not hurricane. And, and, and like I said, like a few weeks ago, it wasn't just one storm y'all, it was like every storm in the world. Yeah. It was every storm in the world is the worst storm you could ever imagine. And it just ceased to be anymore. That's not how storms work. But he still can't find it. He, TC shows up just to annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> he comes out of his hiding place, out of his murder shed, just to be annoying. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he says it's all too hard to believe. And then they finally head off to get, head back to Harmony. But that's when um, Norma pops out and she says, oh. nobody's going anywhere. Yeah. And she says she's going to kill Tabitha and her doll. And then she, this was hilarious, y'all. This was, I rewound this probably three times. I was cracking up. So Norma comes out. <laughs> Nobody's going anywhere. I'm going to kill Tabitha and her doll. And Tabitha grabs Reese, yes. pulls him in front of her and exclaims, you'll have to kill Ross to get to me. <laughs> You'll have to kill Ross to get to me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm doing it like a rickety old pirate. I don't. Oh, I, no. But but it was so good. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was so funny. Oh, I had tears, real yeah. tears. It was so funny because yeah. that's hilarious. She fucking hates Reese. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> You'll have to kill Ross to get to me. Like typically, when something like that happens, somebody steps in for you, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you'll have to get through me first. But she's like, no, you'll have to get through him. Yeah. <laughs> get to me. Oh, that, y'all, that was so funny. It was, oh, I can't. Oh, I'm, I, I know I've been, like, slacking on the social media. And honestly, I'm saying this now, like, I'm going to clip it. But um, it is also Thanksgiving week, so I'm probably not. But... <laughs> But I will try. I, that's one I want to, yeah. I definitely want to clip. It was so funny. So then as she's like coming in with her 
hatchet, which she's been, it's crazy to me because she's been so careful about trying to get them alone. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's just like, I'm going to commit a murder in front of absolutely everybody. Um, But TC and Hank grab her and pull her back and take her hatchet. And she says, she's just trying to kill the witch. And she says, Tabitha's a witch and her doll is alive. And I've got hard proof. And TC and TC says, well, Tabitha's eccentric, but she's harmless. Yeah. Uh, Reese starts to lay out all his reasons. Happen, yeah. Yeah, Reese is excited that somebody else is on his side for once. And so he starts laying out all his reasons for why Tabitha's a witch. Oh, remember when this happened? Tabitha was there, this da-da-da, whatever. We all remember all the things. Or maybe you don't, but whatever. It's all silliness. So then Simone prompts Kay to, oh, that's what it is. Because he says he blames her for bringing evil to harmony like Father Lonigan said somebody yeah. would. And that's why the Bennett home had the flames of hell and were sucked to hell. And that's when Simone prompts Kay to say something considering Hell House was all actually her doing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> she, she's feeling bad. Kay does visibly look bad. Like she feels bad for Tabitha being accused for this stuff. Because she even in her, in her head, in her own thoughts, she's like, that wasn't Tabitha. That was Hecuba. That was all her that did this. This is not Tabitha. Which again, I'm wondering, has... Kay, Kay still thinks Tabitha is not a witch. I mean, like, like after yeah. all of this, she still is like, yeah, she's just a kooky old lady. She also doesn't really believe in Charity's powers either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and uh, so, it's so funny to me, like, because I remember that epi- the, in one of the episodes where um, Timmy was eavesdropping between Hecuba and Kay, that when he- Hecuba's like, well, first I have to take out the trash. So she takes the doll and throws it out there. To me, right away, that had been like, okay, the, the, why does this witch not want that doll in this house? But it was, again, look what I'm doing, trying to justify. Trying to make it, make yeah. it, make it work. Make, make it work. Um, so, yes, Kay steps she's up for Tabitha up. Yeah. a little bit. She's, to Kay's credit this week, she's, she steps up multiple times in defense Tabitha. of Tabitha yeah. um, this week. And this is the first time. She, she steps up and she says, you remember when we were learning about the Salem witch trials and how they were burning innocent people, which is true. They never found that one witch. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they were exonerated hundreds of years later. But... They were just murdering women, yeah. um, gruesomely. But anyway, she she but she says, you know, we don't want to be like that. Like, let's not. And basically, TC and Hank say, let's save this for later. Let's put a put a pin in this. Let's head off. So that's when they finally finally get off the island and they go up and end up at the hospital where Kay is feeling regretful of her actions on the island. She says she feels bad for sabotaging their escape attempt. See, I knew my girl was going to come around and say sorry at least a little bit. She says she feels bad, especially hearing that her dad almost died. So they get to the hospital and are brought up to speed on what's going on with Ivy and how Ivy got struck by lightning helping Sam. And that really, really shakes Kate Yeah, because she sits there and goes, that easily could have been my dad trying to get to me. I mean, yeah, like your uncle too. Like everybody was out there trying to get to you all. Yeah, because they explained this beacon that it's a navigation beacon. And I was like, oh, okay. Because that's the first time hearing of it. Yeah, they didn't make it very clear 
from what they were doing. But yes, if it wasn't for that, then they wouldn't have been able to find where they were. Or right, or get out to the island yeah. because they d wouldn't have um, clear navigation yeah. uh, signal. So, <clears throat> yeah, so she's feeling very regretful of her actions on the island. And she says she's done thinking about only herself. She says, I won't do any, I won't do bad things again. No guy is worth putting my family in danger. Not even Miguel. Yes, girl. Good yes. Girl. That's growth. We love to see it. I know you're not going to stick with it, but we love but, to see yeah. it. At least she, 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 her conscience is alive and well. <laughs> and, and that's what makes, that's what makes Kay such a likable character. Yeah. yeah because right? we understand why she does the things she does. And then she, at least she holds herself to some sense of accountability. From yeah. Time to time. The tons on tons from time to time. Mm -hmm. She, she, yeah. So, and right now she's, we're, we're on an upswing with our, with our dear Kay. So, uh, meanwhile, Sam starts talking to Tabitha because Reese is like saying Tabitha's a witch. Everything that happened on the island is her fault. And Sam tells Tabitha, it doesn't really matter to me if you're a witch. That's not a crime. Um, it's not against the law. But however, comma, if I find out that you had anything to do with um, harm coming to my family, I will make sure you spend the rest of your life in a prison. My is... eyes rolled too many times for this. It really pissed me off. Um... He still ain't found Crystal's killer yet. So he <laughs> needs to shut the fuck up. Really? If we're going to really be real. That was a great callback. That was a great callback. You don't even know that your own brother is a, a criminal. And so, yeah, and some people are going to defend, or, or it's going to come out to light, like some of the things have done. But I'm like, you're talking to the person whose house you are living in right now. And also, Tabitha, just say, is that a threat? Police chief. <laughs> is that a threat, police chief Bennett? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Tabitha doesn't want, doesn't no, want or need any more smoke at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Because all eyes are on her because of Ross and because of Norma. Yes. Uh, they, they basically, and this was the fun part that I was like, I'm telling you right now. Uh, when Latara and I talked, I said, hey, uh, these episodes are good because we have a full on witch trial in the hospital. Ridiculous. Reese brings Norma in to prove that Tabitha's a witch. She's like, I have somebody to back me up now. She's seen Tabitha be do witchcraft, and she's seen Timmy's the Timmy doll being alive. <clears throat> we and... get extras who provide testimony, which was shocking to me. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> Reese starts talking about all the things that makes him believe that Tabitha is a witch. And um, he's, and then he says, and this, I knew exactly where this was going the minute he brought Norma in, but he says, oh, yeah. and, and Norma, a nice, normal, nature loving person is here to back me up. It's like, oh, is she nice, normal, nice and yeah. normal? Okay. And I think uh, it's at that point where Norma like slaps him on the back and he goes flying. Like, <laughs> I, I don't remember, but they yeah. show her strength a lot. Um, <laughs> I remember at one point he grabbed her and she like gave him a look oh, and he yeah. like yes. let, got off of her. Yeah. Um like he was putting his arm around her and she was like get the fuck off of me. Yeah. Um so then Sam reiterates to Reese, being a witch is not a crime. 
It's yeah. not a crime. And then the kids also step up for Tabitha. All the other kids step up and say, actually, Tabitha was the one who sacrificed herself so that we could get away from the warlocks. Which leads me to believe that maybe they heard her say, take me, like, take me, let the others go. Yeah. I think maybe they might have heard that as well. Yeah. Um, even though we were focused on Timmy on that point. And then Sam does his Sam thing where he's like, what are we even doing? You know, there's no such thing as witches. Ha, 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 ha. And then that's when Norma steps in and says she's witnessed Tabitha practicing witchcraft, seen her doll alive, and she has another witness who will back her up 100%, a respected businessman in the community. This excites Reese oh, yeah. beyond oh, yeah. in, beyond measure, right? And, and he's like, wanna, yes! I just want to point out this little, little itty-bitty thing is that when Norma meets um sam bennett she extends her hand to him and they shake and after they break away from the shake sam grabs his hand and is like ah like it <laughs> oh, i love that you caught that because oh yeah norma's hand grip hurt sam uh I and i thought that was a good yeah <laughs> i bet um so yeah she says she's got another witness that's gonna back up a hundred percent so then the towns other townspeople start to gather one yeah. comes in and is like i saw the gl a glow coming from her house one time then a little girl is like yeah and her little doll uh made my ice cream go into my face one time and we get a little flashback to from all the way the first episode yeah i was shocked where ice cream is being dripped on timmy by this little girl at the fair and he knocks the ice cream like hits her arm so that she puts the ice cream all the way into her face and smashes it into her face. And then another one Timmy, comes in. Timmy was like, oh, I knew that come back to bite me. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and then another one rolls, comes in and says, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was something. But yeah, they all had their own. Oh, it was. He said, I read my ancestors diaries and they burned a witch at the stake named Tabitha Lennox a long time ago. And which Tabitha responds, hey, uh, I've told you all Tabitha is a family, family name. name. And yeah. I thought that was cool to just. She and had also. I don't give a fuck what your family diaries say, because those people were burning innocent people. We already established that. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so that. actually, yeah. you probably owe Tabitha some reparations. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And like, I gotta applaud Tabitha for being a three hundred year old witch to be able to keep all your lies in check, right? Like to keep and, and to be able to constantly justify um, your your eccentricities. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like to to constantly do that because Reese is like, you won't let us in the basement. She's like, I'd rather have a leaky pipe than a hatched up, I mean, an axed up door. Like she continues to have like, oh, why were you in the tree the night the Bennett's house went down? Uh, she's like, because I was scared as fuck and I thought my house was going to die to go go to hell too. Yeah. Um, so she had, she kept coming up with things to try to justify. They talked about the mushrooms, uh, her eating the poison. Eating the well, grass, yeah. The grass for her digestive system. Like they brought up a lot of the old things that they've covered. Yeah. Yeah, and she, I mean, gave them the exact same excuses she had given them before. So yeah. um, then Kay stands up for Tabitha again, and she says, Tabitha has been nothing but nice to us. She's even letting our family stay with her, live in her house. She's been nothing but gracious and nice. Um, and Reese then the starts, oh, what? 
Yeah, and she just saved us uh, over there. Right, and she just saved us. She's the, they somebody called her the best chaperone in the world. <laughs> Did they really? I, think, I missed I that. Think one of them, Miguel or Jessica, one of them said something like Tabitha. Probably Jessica. Yeah. I could see Jessica saying that. Yeah. Um, so then Reese tries to incite a riot at the, like, the, again, th that's a, that is a crime. That yeah. is a crime. He yeah. starts to chant, um, what's he Build chant? Witch, or something. witch free harmony. Yeah, witch, witch free. free. Harmony. We want a rich, witch free harmony. Sam very quickly quells this. Um, and then he asks Norma to produce her witness. He's like, so you say you have a witness who's seen this, which if, if honestly, at this point, Sam, why are you Gotta engaging believe. in this? Why are we doing this? You already explained that this isn't she, if she is a witch, it's not a crime. So why are you even engaging in this? But anyway, he, I guess, I guess to put it to rest, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, so he, um, tells her to produce her witness <laughs> And she, of course, of course, we can all say it together. She takes out her father's skull and yeah. starts talking as her father and said, and her father's like, yes, I saw the witch. Tabitha <laughs> Lennox is a witch and I've seen her doll come to life too. And she, she separated my body from my head and my buttercup has been trying to get vengeance for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, like we knew exactly what was going to happen. Reese is deflated oh entirely. it's so good he, he it's says so delicious he says i'm never gonna live this down <laughs> no <laughs> you're not close up on tabitha and timmy they are so such like vindication they just are like tabitha's just sitting there glowing because she's like oh thank god she brought up no her father like this is done it's yes. over and she it is ends. triumphant she yeah. is triumphant at this point sam and Eve oh, trick yeah. Norma. Sam's like, oh, Norma, uh, you know, I want to talk more to you about this and your witness, of course, but we can't do it here. We need to go to a quiet room. And, and she's like, oh, yes, of course, of course. We need to, don't want her listening in on our plans and da-da-da. And so he's like, and this is Dr. Eve Russell. And she's like, yeah, I'm just here to help and listen. And we all want to hear about this. And she has an orderly with her. So obviously they're carting her off to the asylum, to the, yeah. not asylum, but the psych ward of yeah. the hospital. Uh, so she's been, she's locked away for a little, for at least a little while. We Isn't do. that where she meets Edna? This is, this is where I'm like, I do think this will be the last we see of Norma for a good long while. But I do think that this is, this is not the last time we see Norma. I know she comes back because I know Norma and Edna, um, for those of you who are not familiar yet, Edna Wallace will be a major character in later seasons. Um, but yes, Norma will return. But her exit was so good. They have her in a straight jacket. Um, she... I, I mean, it, and they're playing the kooky Tabitha, Timmy chase music in the background where Tabitha and Timmy um, are sitting there and they basically do like a little like, ha ha, like mm -hmm. <laughs> they do it again to her. Um, they, it was, I cheered, I laughed so hard when uh, Norma was talking like her father in front of all of Harmony, Reese uh, being like just deflated, like you said, and Tabitha and Timmy being able to finally like, oh, yeah. no warlocks, no Norma, they yeah. can breathe a little bit now. And it was yeah. 
just the, together, the two of them. I did pull that clip um, because I'm going to turn it into a GIF. Tabitha and Timmy put their hand to their nose and kind of wave <laughs> ha -ha, to yeah. Norma. And it's really, really cute. So Norma yeah. is, I think we, that's the last we've seen of Norma for, for now. now. Um, Only for now. <laughs> um, so, yes. Reese begrudgingly apologizes to Tabitha. Um, and so now let's talk about Charity. Charity has a conversation with Grace about the tree incident. And I'm going to speed run this a little bit. Oh, yeah. um, Charity tells her that all everything that she remembers, but then she says, and I feel like I have, there's some, the tree told me I have to give something up, but I can't remember what it is. Um, and she just knows it's really, really important. Gra Grace asks her, well, what's something you couldn't live without and that's when charity realizes oh my goodness i gave up miguel's love and then she starts to like spiral she's like but i love miguel and we love each other we've been talking about getting married what are we what am i gonna do it's like girl you 16 15. Yeah. no i i know that shocked me the, the like we're supposed to be getting married and having kids already i'm like whoa like she specifically yeah like it was it's it's a far it's one thing for maybe even Teresa. like i don't even think Teresa should be thinking that like that far, but like, at least, I don't know. I feel like she might've lived a little bit more than Charity. Well, Teresa's out of high school at the very least, you know? Yes, it, yeah, so, but it just jumped. And then Grace brought up what we brought up. She was like, I don't think it sounds very fair that this tree would ask you to give up Miguel. Like that doesn't sound right. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. It doesn't, it doesn't sound right to me either, but that's what the tree said. Well, and Grace tells her, don't worry, true love can never be lost. And Charity asks her, like, do you really believe that? Is that really, like, two people who love each other will never be separated? And so, of course, that that speaks to what's going on in Grace's life with David and Sam and Ivy and all of that. Um, and then Charity starts, like, freaking out a little bit more. And Grace tells Charity about about her, I'm sorry, no, Charity tells Grace about her other premonitions. That's what, she starts getting worked up because she's like, and I thought I had a premonition about Sheridan and Luis's boat blowing up. I don't know if Sheridan's okay. I had a premonition about Teresa. I don't know if she's okay. And she's going, I just want them to stop. And I will say, I feel, I do feel for Charity. I do. I know I talk re really badly about her because she's like an annoying character. Yeah. But to see her saying, I'm getting these visions, they're all, and all of them are horrible. It's never anything nice. It's always something horrific, and I can't control it. I just want it to stop. I, f I really did feel for her. Yeah. I did also write a lobotomy would help, but that's not yeah. that's not nice, well, Tara. That's that's so charity. It's the future she can see. It's so <laughs> mysterious to me. It's so horrific to me. It's it's horrible. Um, but so then they pray. Grace is like, let's. I know our premonitions are always bad. Let's let's pray. And so they pray for something good to come from their powers and show them a sign of how their powers can be used for good. And then we get a light ball. We've, we haven't seen a light ball in quite some time, but we get a ball of light that appears in the hospital and then it goes out and it finds the ocean. So let's let's uh that we're gonna that that uh light ball is gonna come up again. So let's move on to troubled marriages. Um, and we'll come back to the light ball yeah. when we get to the next story. So 
that's it with magic anything you want to add with that with magic it was just fun it was passion it was a lot of fun. Peak passions a talking tree tabitha and timmy running around um a witch hunt uh witch a literal trial. witch hunt yeah. Uh, yeah like it was it was so good everybody did great again i love the i i know we joked about too much norma but she, she she understood the assignment she did it and she that's why she's a great character actress that woman she just yeah it's only too much normal when she's when all they give her to do is run around going i'm gonna get you <laughs> like it, then it yeah it's too much normal but when they give her shit like this to something oh, yeah. to do truly yeah. something that progresses the story some or at, is at, at the very least is truly comical because i think they think yeah. like the slapstick stuff is so funny and it's not yeah no, and but after the, a minute it's funny the first time but it's not so funny the 30th time yeah. well as I, when i look back at my acting career and the roles that i've played and the things that it's asked me to do i've had to do some weird stuff but never have i had to hold up a skull and act like both myself and my dead father here um yeah <laughs> and uh in front of uh, the town right it's one thing to do it by yourself on a camera but now you're doing it and you're getting all this energy of people looking at you crazy fun stuff yeah. fun stuff all um, right so off with the magic on with the troubled marriages all right everybody so ivy is dying <laughs> poor ivy she's she's laying there um and eve tells pilar they're both in ivy's little room that um ivy we're doing we're doing the same thing we did when teresa was in her motorcycle accident if everybody remembers what happened when teresa crashed that motorcycle where she was it she she just didn't have the will to live anymore nothing was wrong with her anymore but she just didn't have the will to live now i will say in this instance, Ivy has been through a, a true phys a lot of physical trauma, and um, you know she has surgery. She's been you know really banged up, uh, so it makes a little more sense than it did for for Teresa, because they said nothing was wrong with Teresa at all. She yeah. just wouldn't wake up, but something similar is happening with Ivy. So Eve, y'all. Eve is a villain. I know I keep saying, but Eve Russell is a terrible doctor. This is very unethical. A terrible friend. Yeah. And a villain. Just, yeah. a, just a, a general villain. So Eve tells Pilar it may up, it may be up to Sam whether Ivy lives or dies. Say what? Say what now, doctor? Say yeah. what now, doctor? What do you mean it's, it's up to Sam, the police chief? You're the doctor. Yeah. Shouldn't it be up to you whether Ivy lives or dies? Yeah. So uh, meanwhile, Sam, Grace, and David are in the chapel having an argument. The same argument they typically have, except with the caveat, this new caveat that David has started, this, this new campaign that David has started that uh sam loves ivy never stopped loving ivy and um and loves ivy more than grace yeah and loves ivy more than grace and that he he spent the hurricane with grace instead of go i mean sorry with ivy he spent the hurricane with ivy instead of going to grace whom he had no reason to believe was in any danger yeah well and last week you put it in my head and it has not gone away that's all i think about is i'm sitting here thinking about when you said 
spent the hurricane, like, spent New Year's Eve, like, yeah, this is asinine. It's asinine. And I know Grace isn't falling for it. I mean, to her, to her credit, she is just like, she was struck by lightning. Like, everyone has to continuously tell David that she, Ivy was struck by lightning. These are extra, ex extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. yeah, it's like you love Ivy more than you love Grace because you didn't leave her to die there alone in a hurricane. Like, yeah. yikes. That's a psychotic thing to say to somebody. Yeah. But um, that's when Pilar comes in and she interrupts and says that Eve is asking for Sam and Ivy is out of surgery. And um, they, it, <laughs> what's his name? Sam doesn't even really say anything. He doesn't act like, it doesn't even seem like he's necessarily about to leave. But David is like, and you say you love Ivy. Wait, I'm sorry. And you say you don't love Ivy. What? And you say you don't love Ivy. Like Eve, her doctor is asking for me. Also, yeah. she could be asking me for a lot of different things, right? Yeah. I am the chief of police. She yeah. should be called. She could be calling me for several things. Like, I was ready. I have a life here. Deck him. I was just. Can you just deck him? I mean, just. I'm he tired. Said, well, he's like, look at you. You're off to rush to your lover's side. What are you saying? I know my my David isn't great either, but no, it's, <laughs> you know I, I do. Oh, uh, I love it. I can't. Uh, uh, Grace, God, God, I make him sound like the. Crocodile. You do a good Grace. You do. I mean, you do a good one. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? I know this is a tangent, but I really appreciate when Tabitha says Teresa and Ethan because she doesn't say Teresa and Ethan. She says Teresa and Ethan. Teresa, <laughs> Teresa and Ethan. There's an R at the end of it. She's like, oh, poor Teresa and Ethan. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I love it. So anyway, little tangent. But yes, we got David going in here. And you say you don't love Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, she, Sam's about, Sam, when David says that, Sam's like, I don't have to go. I, you know, he, he's going to stay with Grace. But Grace tells Sam to go. He, she's like, it could be important. Yes. Like you said, to our credit, it, it could be important. Um, and he tries to take her with him. He grabs her hand yes. and is like, let's go together. But she says, no, there's something I have to do here first. And then. When Sam leaves, she turns to David and she says, how dare you accuse Sam of being in love with Ivy? And she's very reasonable. Like you said, yeah. she says, that lady was struck by lightning. What, was he supposed to leave her there? Trying to help our kids. Yeah, trying to help our kids. Yes, she tried to help our kids. We owe her something, right? Yeah. And uh, she tells him to stop it with this line of accusing Sam of being in love with Ivy and but he but like he continues to the point that this may be very uncomfortable. He's just being so manipulative of yeah. Grace's emotions. Yeah. He's saying things and playing on her emotions knowing that it's going that it's breaking her down. Um and that's not something yeah. you do to somebody you love. That's how no. you that's how she should know that he doesn't really love her and isn't yeah, really in he's love with her. Away at her. He's yeah. yeah, he's constantly breaking her down. And um first of all, so, I also would like I know that she she likes him. Like yeah. we yeah, she likes him. Because I'm like, I would have already been like, hey, you know what? I know you say you're married to me, but right now I have a family matter going on right now. Can you go to the bed and breakfast? 
give me some space. I need some space. No, she's, she likes, she wants, he's, first of all, he's not going away. So I'm going to say that he's there, but she could easily be like, I need some space. Like I need you, but she's not, she's, she's like, if she, if she asked him to go, he would go. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. He would come back, but yeah. he, if she asked him to go, he would go. And she is not asking him to go. Yeah. And well, and, and she also last week, remember, just before we give Grace too much grace this week, do please do recall that she said that they owe him as much as they owe yeah. Ivy, it's and that in my he, head too. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and that he's as much of their life as Ivy is, and like so. Before we, she, you're right. She likes him. Um, she respects him. She wants him around. So, yeah. um, he starts to bring up. He's manipulating her emotions. He brings up the loss of her baby, her miscarriage. What yeah. are you doing? Like I said, that's how you know this man does not love her. He is saying so many things that he knows are just going to bring up the most painful feelings for her and emotions for her. And that, why aren't you talking more about y'all's life together? Yeah. Why aren't you talking more about what you love about her, the, the, your memory, give her all of your memories, talk about all of y'all's good memories, make her feel good about yeah. you instead of trying to make her feel bad about Sam. Now, I do understand that this is all a, a scheme and a ploy, but if I were Grace at this in this moment, when she's been through something so traumatic and at the moment, she's also doesn't, she hasn't seen her kids. She doesn't yeah. know if her kids That's are ours. okay. Yeah. If I were Grace, it would give me pause on this man. I would really be like, does this man really love me like he I'm says he does? doing this right now. That's what it is. It's like, yeah. I can't do this right now. This person's about to die. My kids could be dead. Like, there's a lot going on, and I don't need to be talking about this right now. The way he brought up her miscarriage and is like, Ivy is the cause of your miscarriage, and and that's because Sam kept his kept a secret from you. It's like, I literally just lived it. I don't need you to recap it to me, first of all. Yeah. Um, you weren't here. You don't know anything about it. All you know is the hearsay you've heard from everybody else. I mean, if I'm Grace, right? Of course, he knows everything because of Ivy. But um, because I, I, I don't think I need to say this now because we have spoiled it thoroughly. <laughs> we have thoroughly spoiled it over, like from the moment David showed up. It's I feel hard like we, not to. Yeah, I we thoroughly spoiled it by now. But like, if you don't know by now. If you don't know it by now, David is Ivy's plan to like get Sam back. Yeah. So with that information, the things he does make they make sense. But without that information, if you're Grace, none of it makes much no. sense. Yeah. Um. But anyway, he's then he says, you know. Sam's feelings are divided between you and Ivy. I don't doubt that he loves you, but his love is divided between you and Ivy. But I have never loved anyone but you, Grace. I have never loved anyone but you, Grace. That was good. I don't, I don't know good. what this yeah, it got, no, it got accent better. is. I like it. And he just keeps, and I wrote this, he just keeps saying hurtful things about Sam loving Ivy and um, that his feelings are divided and Ivy has always been uh, the, per the thing between them. It's like, no, Ivy just became a thing between them recently. Yeah. 
um, um, Grace didn't know anything about their past. And when she didn't know, like they say, ignorance is bliss. The, she was blissful. Yeah. She was a blissful bitch. But all, the truth came out, as it often does. So uh, let's skip over to what's going on with Sam and Eve and why Eve is the ultimate villain. I, like, <sighs> Alistair's bad, but Eve is... <laughs> This is so unethical what she's about to ask Sam to do. Like Eve is terrible. I get I get the sentiment. I get the motivation. Like you want to give somebody to have the will to live, but you know full well what's going on with Grace. I mean But like... also, but also, you might you might get the sentiment. You might get the motivation, but where is the science? Yes. Where is the science? You are a scientist. Yes. Okay. As a doctor, you you study in the in sciences, life sciences. Where is the science behind this, girl? Get out of here. And y'all might be wondering what is Latara ranting about? She hasn't told us. Well, let me <laughs> let me tell you. Eve comes in. I'm sorry. Sam comes in, and uh, Eve tells him that she's afraid that ivy won't make it i don't i'm afraid ivy's not gonna make it unless you give her something to hope for something to make her want to live what could that part like it almost felt like she was like felt like she was like you need to climb into bed with ivy and fuck her like it really felt like that like <laughs> like Sincerely, so she says, uh, <laughs> she says, uh, that she's afraid I was gonna die. Save her. Oh, she says, and you know, as a friend, I would never ask you to do this, but as a doctor, I have to do everything I can to save my patient. Sure, you do. Worst doctor of the year. Okay, so. She says she has to do everything she can to save her patient. And Ivy needs you, Sam. Sam says it would be wrong for me to coax Ivy back to life by telling her I love her. Right. Correct. Yes. You have more ethics than you, than your best friend doctor here. <laughs> um, uh, also, I want to throw this caveat in here or just something to think about. Uh, I was thinking about this. I'm like, Eve really benefits more if Ivy dies and... <laughs> well, I like, thank God you brought that up because I wrote that in my notes too. Yes, I, like she. Yes, I was just gonna say like I, I I in one way I'm like appreciative of her Hippocratic oath in that she's like this woman has this secret on me, and if she were to die that would help me. But she doesn't. She's we don't see that thought process. We don't hear that. But I'm thinking about it because I'm like she's still hell bent on keeping this woman alive. But and then it's on ridiculous. The other side, she is like, I need Sam to tell her that he loves her to keep her alive. So this is like a weird. <laughs> Listen, um, with you bringing up her Hippocratic oath, she does not give a fuck about that Hippocratic oath. <laughs> oath, and we all know it. She did not. She didn't. Wasn't keeping her oath to do no harm when she hit Orville with her car. When she sedated him constantly so he couldn't speak, and he like she doesn't care. She yeah. does not care about her Hippocratic Oath. And I did write in my notes, why wouldn't she just let Ivy die? 
why, you know, why wouldn't she just let Ivy die? Considering if she is doing all, like, all of these things because Ivy is, because Ivy is blackmailing her, then if Ivy dies, doesn't your problem go away? But I, then I thought maybe, and see, this is me giving passions too much credit. Then I thought maybe Ivy has it set up in some sort of way that if anything happens to her, that like Eve's secrets come out, which that could be, that's plausible. I feel like that's reasonable. So I, so I was like, maybe that's why she's fighting so hard and doing all these unethical things that would, that actually makes more sense than her, not just letting the lady die. Uh, I, in an episode a while back, Ivy told a tree Eve's secret, and now that tree now knows <laughs> the secret. And if in she, it's the law of equivalent exchange. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's why lightning struck. <laughs> <laughs> the life. This, this is what you pay. It's the price you pay. Okay. So, Pilar. Now we got to talk about Pilar. Now we got to talk about Pilar. I'm sorry. Sorry. I know that's your girl. I know that's your girl. <laughs> but then Pilar begs, begs Sam to do this. He, and she says, you know, you don't have to tell her you love her. Just talk about the love you once had. You know what? Fine. I'll buy that, Pilar. Thank that, yeah. That's a reasonable compromise. But also, Just talk I'm to her. I don't understand if I were Eve or Pilar, but no, because passions is going to passions. Why are we not having this meeting in front of Grace so that Grace is a part of all of this? Well, well we, know. we do it because passions is going to passions and we need some reactions. So, but it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it was frustrating me the whole conversation because I'm like, why are we having this conversation not in front of Grace? Because, yeah. Yeah, because they need the reaction, like you said. Yeah. It's, it's passions. Yeah. So he, he says, okay. And he sits down at her bedside and he says to her, you have to live. You have to live for the people who love you. Um, after some time, Ivy starts to come around. She's, she's you know, hazy. And she starts to talk. But she says to Sam, I don't think I'm going to make it. Um, and I have nothing to live for. I'm all alone. And then Eve tells Sam that Ivy has lost the will to live, which, like I said, sounds awfully familiar, which because that's exactly what we did with Teresa. Um, and so then Ivy starts to hallucinate, and she believes that she and Sam never broke up. And oh, no. so um, that starts to kind of bring her back. And Eve says, well, that's not enough, though. Ivy needs to believe that she, that you and she are still a couple. Tell her what it's like to be married to her and raise Ethan as a family. Describe your life together with Ivy as it would have been. Make her feel as if her fondest wish has come true. Tell her how happy she makes you. These are direct quotes, y'all. I'm not making the. This is exactly the shit that, like, Eve went on for so long saying, like, tell, and then she says, tell Tell her how much you love her. Okay. Yeah, like, I, uh, and this is where I wrote, if at this point Ivy is blackmailing Eve, why wouldn't she just let her die? Why would she do all of this? Yeah. Eve just um, wrote Ivy and Sam fan fiction for him to regurgitate to her. <laughs> yep. So Sam is against it at first. And Eve says, again, she says, as a friend, I would never ask you to do this. But as a doctor, I have to do what I have to do to save my, my patient. Um, I have to ask you. She says, I have to ask you to do this. No, you don't. And you know what? I can't wait to report you to the medical board. 
you 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 will be having a hearing. You will be hearing from my lawyers. Yeah. And lawyer up, bitch. Yeah. Lawyer I, I, up. I, yeah, having it's so hard for me because like having been in those situations where you have somebody who's not doing well, you want to keep them. I, I always try my best to keep their spirits up. And that is a hard thing. If they have no hope, I do think that it's like you're I, I appreciate what you're saying in terms of like science versus this other thing. I do think the will to live is very much a thing and and, and everything. But what you're asking Sam to do is it's it's not fair it's not right it's 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 unorthodox it's not ethical it's just like but i mean there's other ways to be like hey ivy you have to live i mean like go the ethan route i know maybe i, I what's funny to me oh, is ethan that ethan kissed her no huh <laughs> ethan kissed Teresa to bring her back oh, remember oh, we'll like see, don't oh, go no, the, ethan no, route. the ethan route and like say <laughs> that's what no i meant the ethan route i'm like you need to live for your son He's oh, lost everything. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, her, I, son, her four children. She has oh, yeah, four children. Right. This lady me. has four children. And she doesn't, and she keeps saying, I have nothing to live for. I'd be so offended. No wonder your kids don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, so, but like, I understand what you're saying about like saying things to people to keep their spirits up and, you, and yeah. it's tough and it's hard, and you, but you want to keep them, They, you don't want them to give up. I, and I totally agree. But you are not a doctor. Yeah. Eve is a doctor and that's what she's and she's telling it would be different if Sam came up with this idea by himself but Sam did not come up with this idea by himself he's being pressured to do this by a doctor yeah so that's my watched, issue uh the good doctor this shit happens all the time the doctors like literally tell the patients how they need like what they need to do in order to get people to sign paperwork and all this shit and that's pretty much all the good doctor is Oh, I, you know, I watch Grey's Anatomy. That's my one, my one doctor show. <laughs> Your medical show. Yeah, we all have one. I, you know, it used to be House. I used to watch House and yeah. I, I loved it. But um, then I, I made the switch. I never even finished House. I made the switch over to uh, Grey's Anatomy and never turned back. But yeah. anyway, um, so Sam says he'll do what he can to save Ivy. And then Pilar and Eve leave to give them some privacy, a little privacy. And he grabs her hand and he tells her he's never going to leave her and how they have a beautiful life together and all their dreams have come true. Um, I have a David note in the middle of this, but that's a mistake. Um, so he's telling her all these beautiful things. Actually, no, that's not a mistake. Sorry. He's telling all these beautiful things. Meanwhile, David and Grace have parted ways from the chapel. Grace is on her way, obviously, to Ivy's room. And David stops and has a little chat with Eve and Pilar and says he's looking for Grace. Why are you looking for Grace? Y'all literally just came from the same place and walked in the same direction. Yeah. What do you mean you're looking for Grace? He's an idiot yeah. if he can't find Grace. Yeah, he and he, I think it's under the guise that he really upset her, right? Like he upset her with everything that he was saying and stuff. Maybe, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's looking for Grace. He says he just wants to make sure she's okay. And that's when Eve has a little snappy comeback. And she says, you, um, <laughs> she has the nerve to have an attitude after what she's done. She <laughs> says, she says, Grace will never be okay as long as you're in harmony. Grace will never be okay as long as you are sabotaging her marriage, Eve, yeah. on purpose. Um, and she says, let her get back to Sam and her family. 
and she can shut the fuck up as far as I'm concerned because she really does not have a leg to stand on not whatsoever but then he compares himself to Ivy and says he will always be a part of Grace's life and it's like it's not the same it's not it's not the same she doesn't um, know you I'm sorry like I just it just pisses me off that they that he can try and pull that crap when I'm like she has given you no inkling that she knows who you are. That would to me already be like, I think I'm done. I think I, if you have questions for me, I'm here, I'm leaving, but we know why he's there. So. And then we get more proof that this man could possibly be a violent criminal because he starts getting angry. Yeah. <laughs> like he, just, he starts getting mad saying like, I'm, I, you know, that he's taking everything so personally because, because yeah. they, they say like, it's not personal. He's like, how the hell isn't it personal? It is personal to me. She's my wife. Yeah. He's going off. He says, I, I, I came here and I just keep getting slapped in the face figuratively by, by Grace and by her friends who don't believe that she should be with anybody else. Like, what do you want from these people? They just met you. What do you want? What do you expect? And he's like, put yourselves in my position, in my shoes. See it from my perspective. Why the fuck should we? Why <laughs> should we? I hate when I hate. Like I understand when you are having a, an argument with somebody that you love and care about, and that you need to take, you know, take a step back and see things, try and see things from their perspective. But one thing I do cannot stand is when somebody who I do not like. Like, if I don't like you and we have issues and we have problems and you have done bad things to me and or I feel like there's nefarious intent about behind anything you've ever done or said to me, I don't owe you the benefit of your stepping into your shoes and seeing it from yeah. your fucking perspective. I don't give a fuck about your perspective. Yeah. I. Why should I? Why should I? So that's what bothered me about this. It's like, why should these people care about your perspective on this? They're not your friends. They just met you. They have no loyalty to you, nor should they have any loyalty to yeah. you. But he seems to expect that and feels entitled to some, some sympathy from these people. You came in and blew up their lives. Why should they care about how you feel? I don't care about your feelings. Fuck your feelings, David. Yeah. Fuck your feelings. So... Yeah, he's he's getting all upset and getting all worked up. Um, who cares? Then he says, if I thought that Sam loved Grace as much as I do, I would leave. But I can see that Grace is about to get hurt and I'm going to stick around to pick up the pieces. So let's go over to Ivy's room and see what's going on over there, y'all, because it, it ain't good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. So meanwhile, Grace has walked in without making herself known. I know. And I have I have conflicting mixed feelings about have, this. Yep, because I understand it, in a marriage you should you should be open with, and honest with each other and stuff, but this was an in a private this could be Ivy's deathbed moment under we don't know. And yeah. these are her last words maybe to Sam and Sam's last words to her. Yeah. Um, and whether you deny or approve of their love for one another, they still had a child together. And you, this is your goodbye. And she's hearing all of it. Yeah, I ha I, I feel pretty much the same. I, I feel very conflicted about it. About whether she should have or shouldn't have gone in and if she should have made herself known when she yeah. went in. Um, but she doesn't. She, she comes in and she 
witnesses. <laughs> she walks in on witness uh, and witnesses Sam's little play pretend with Ivy, where yeah. he is. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable for me. It, He's talking about how beautiful she is. He says, you're beautiful. Just like the first day I laid eyes on you. Remember, I saved you from drowning. That's his that's how he picks up girls. That's how he picks up women. He just saves them from near death experiences. I didn't realize that that's how they met. I think I forgot yeah. that. So he says, remember, I saved you from drowning. And um, he says, just like then, you have to fight to live. You have to fight for us, for our life together. And Ivy is like, yeah, like, yes, we have this life. She's in the hallucination. And yeah. then she realizes, she remembers, wait a minute. No, we never got married. I married Julian. I have nothing to live for. And, and um <laughs> And and that's what she says. She I'm, says the I'm truth is, I was laughing at you calling me out when I was like, "What about Ethan?" And you're like, "What about her three other kids?" She has four children oh. and nothing to live for. <laughs> Pretty fancy fox. I'm sorry, y'all. Peace out. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, you forgot them just like their mother and father have. Ethan too. I mean, she forgot about Ethan. She's just like, I mean, she says, "Well, she's out of surgery, so she's in a different state," but. She got to talk to the three most important people and the other three children were not on that list. Pilar was on the list before. <laughs> yeah, she only ever, she only in all of this, when she's talking about like, tell Ethan that I'm sorry, tell Ethan I love him, da da da. She only ever mentions Ethan. God, oh, oh That's my God. Heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. She's on her death on... ask, Like they come, do, do we know what our mother's last words were? Um, Pilar, I love you. That, that was it. <laughs> Yeah. Tell tell Ethan I love him. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Like can you oh I feel so bad for her kids. So like I said, the everybody in this town is terrible parents. Yeah. Um so she says the truth is I have nothing to live for. And then I wrote, This lady is fine. This lady is fine. Like, let's stop this now. Like, I'm done with yeah. this. But they don't stop it. I wish they would have stopped it there. And, and Sam would have been like, You do have something to live for and left it at that i will say the acting was very good by both of them and oh yeah 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 yeah. Good. oh yeah despite the messaging it was very it was just really pretty and and again i'm always gonna be team ivy and sam that's the way i was the first time i watched it and i'm yeah. cementing it it's always gonna be ivy and sam well here comes the bombshell y'all get ready go oh, strap in strap your pussies down because <laughs> She says, I have nothing to live for. And he says, you are a wonderful, beautiful woman. And at this point, I want to be clear. There is a there is a shift in Sam at this point. Yes. Before, it was like he was talking to her, trying to bring her back, coax her back to life by saying, like, you know, these things that were basically lies. We had this life together. And I think because there was he was actually lying to her that he had a little bit of separation from it yeah but once he started saying this shit, yeah. he was it was the world melting away he's yeah. laser focused on ivy he says you're a beautiful woman that any man would be lucky to fall in love with and have a life with and she says yeah any man but you and he says well that's because you didn't come back <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he says that's because you didn't come back. Back. I hoped and I prayed that you would, but you didn't. I had to move on. But 
I never stopped loving you, Ivy. Not for a minute. Oh! I know. I know. And again, reminder, Grace is listening. Grace is standing there for this entire and, and thing. Good on the actress as well, because she is doing what good actors do and is listening and is list it's all on her face. Everything that he's saying, it's all on her eyes. It's all like you can see her um welling up. Uh it's heartbreaking. It is and it is. And it's also beautiful. Like, I am happy to hear. Like, we know, yeah, Sam, had she come back, it he, they would be together. It's all on Ivy. Thing. And I know he, Jul uh, Julian and Alistair and her dad yeah. and all that shit, but. Here's the thing. We have been building to this exact moment for the entire series. Yeah. Right? She's constantly, Ivy, has been constantly trying to get him to say, that he never stopped loving her. That has been her main objective. And she, I mean, she has little side, it. she has goes on little side quests, but she, but the main quest has always been get Sam to admit that he never stopped loving me. Get Sam to admit that he never stopped loving. He fucking did it, and it, and he meant that shit. That oh, was yeah. he meant that. I I don't give I don't care what he says says to Grace after this. He's about to lie to Grace. I I think so too. Yeah. He's about to lie to Grace. Y'all, I wrote damn yeah. in my notes after he says, yeah. I never stopped loving you, Ivy. Not for a minute. Y'all already know that's the name of the episode. You already know. I never stopped loving you, Ivy. Not for a minute. Oh, it was, oh, I, I like, it was uncomfortable, but I also like, it was, it was like finally because yeah. we've been saying it and we, we were know saying it. it we always knew it yeah yeah that he loves her um and that and we have no i have no issue with it i have no issue with the fact that he does love ivy and yeah. never stopped love stopped loving ivy because you don't just stop loving a person the person yeah. is the person and you love them for the for who they are if you love somebody who for who they are you won't stop loving them ever yeah. so um he then tells her that his heart broke when she didn't come back. Like I've been heart, I was heartbroken as well, but I had to move on. Ivy says, you're just saying that because I'm dying. He says, no, it's true. And she realizes, she sees it. She's like, oh my God, it's true. You really, and that's when Grace finally does a gasp. She's just like, <gasps> you know, like when, you know how when you're holding back crying or tears yeah. or something, cause you don't want people to notice and then you can't anymore. You have to go, you know, that's what she did. Um, and so now Sam runs after her. No, actually, he doesn't run after her. What happens is she gasps. She leaves the room. He doesn't say anything to her. He turns to Ivy, grabs her hand and tells her, like, I have to go deal with this. <laughs> like, he doesn't immediately run after Grace, as we've seen him do in the past. So he goes out, he tries to explain to Grace. He's like, Grace, that's not what I was trying to help. Eve told me to do this thing. Like, he couldn't even get it all out. And no, she before... didn't want to hear it. Well, no, she, you know, she didn't want to hear it. And she says, I know, I know why you said those things. And it tears me apart. It tears me apart. Um, he says, you know, I owe, I owe her and I didn't mean it. I, we just owe, I owe her so much, but I didn't mean anything I said to her. Um, Grace says, well, it sounds like you never stopped loving her. And that's like where we kind of end it with 
Grace and yeah. Sam. Later on, David goes into Ivy's room where Pilar is Pilar is telling her, you need to give up on Sam, right? Like they're having that conversation again. But because Ivy's like, Sam told me he loved me. And it's kind of like when Teresa told, um, what's her name? Whitney, like yeah. Ethan told me he loved me and Teresa and, and Whitney's like, yeah, all right. Sure he did, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but no, it's the same thing. Ivy's saying, he told me he never stopped loving me. And that's when Pilar's like, no, you, regardless of what he said like i was there eve told him to to do this and that's the only reason he was saying it and she was like no 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 i don't i don't believe that and that's when david comes in which why is he coming what are yeah. you doing here what yeah. business could you possibly have outside of what we know between about him and yeah. ivy what business could you possibly have in ivy's room again it's just no also suspicious yeah but that's where we ended with troubled marriages and this week. I, Anything to add? I was gonna say at some point I think Eve did look at like Ivy's like um, progress, and it looks like Ivy's mm -hmm. going to be fine. So no, that's it. I'm, I think I missed that note in my notes. Yeah. But uh, that's how. Oh, that's what happens when Grace gasps. A nurse yeah. comes in. Yes. And um, she looks at the thing, and she's like. I don't know what you did, but whatever you did, she's doing great. She's fine. Yeah. I'll go tell Dr. Dr. Russell. And that's when Grace leaves. That's when he says to Sam's, Ivy, you know, I have to go. Sam's love uh, uh, can remedy lightning strikes, just so y'all know. And spinal cord injuries. Yeah. It is. Yeah. He's Spiny, got, pili, pili he's got the ma magical love, magical love stick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Y'all. It's time to go to Bermuda. Bermuda. Um, they have wheeled a body. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so dumb. Okay, for, so first of all, let me just say, there's no Ethan and Teresa stuff this week. Uh, basically, the only Ethan and Teresa, Julian, like marriage stuff is that there's multiple conversations, one between Ethan and um, not Ethan, Teresa and Whitney, one between Teresa and Julian, I think one between Whitney and Julian, yeah. where they all talk about, Julian, you better get that annulment, annul, like get that annulment annulled soon. I don't know, annulment yeah, the, go, the marriage, A marriage annulled. Yeah, get that, get that annulment right now and that's fine. That's it, that's all they have. So everything is basically about Sheridan. So, yeah, they wheel a body in a body bag into the hotel lobby. <sighs> I really didn't like this at all. Because oh. one, one, why would it be? Why would the body come to the hotel? And I know I said that last week. But this doesn't make, even even for passions, yeah. even for passions, this was sloppy. Yeah. Like incredibly sloppy. And I guess maybe they just didn't have the money for another hospital another set. Or something. Yeah. I don't know, but it was so sloppy and Sheridan deserved better. Yeah. Sheridan deserved better. Um, so they wheel her in and uh Luis asks to see the body um because he doesn't believe it's Sheridan. He's like, There's yeah. no way it's not Sheridan. I know she's alive, I can feel it. Um, then the captain guy said, who was like the head of the rescue effort, um, says that actually her next of kin should do the identification and that would be Julian who happens to be there. Um, Julian doesn't want to do it either. Oh yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't even go, I'm not even going to go there. Julian doesn't want to do it, do it either. 
Um, but the in the captain guy says, well, I think someone other than Luis should make the identification because she her body was really beaten and battered. She got stuck in a coral reef like she's not in good condition and it could be a really big shock um, considering the state of the body. Um, and so Luis is insistent that he wants to see the body. Teresa is the one that stops him and says, do you really want to see her like that? Like, yeah. do you really want your last memory of Sheridan to, for that to be your last memory of Sheridan? Um, and he says, well, it's not Sheridan. And he opens up the bag and he says, see, it's not her. He, he sees and he's like, yeah. no, this isn't Sheridan. And then the captain asks everybody else is like, could y'all again in a hotel lobby? Yeah. Ugh, so I'm just I was just so disgusted. Um, he tells everybody else, can you all take a look at her body? Um, just you confirm because we basically uh, he thinks Luis is unreliable. Right. Yeah. And everybody looks and they say hard to say can't tell her. Her body's too beat up. Like the only thing that we can really say is that she's blonde. Um, and so there's no conclusive proof. Louise says, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to call Harmony PD. I'm going to get her fingerprints. Um, I'm going to, and I'm going to, we're going to get her dental records and yeah. we're going to get all that faxed over and we're going to compare that against this body. Um, and he believes that, th that he actually seems almost happy. Not happy is not the right word, but he, he has hope considering nobody else could positively ID her as Sheridan either. Yeah, it, it, they all are very like, oh, I mean, I guess it looks like her. I can't tell. The body apparently doesn't look, it's been, it was racked, it was on reefs, like coral reefs. And yeah. not really it, shredded up or something. Yeah, she, I mean, think think about it. When a body is, de yeah. start, bodies start to decompose pretty much immediately, yeah. right? Yeah. She also, if it is Sheridan, she would have been caught in that blast. The explosion. The yeah. explosion, right? So her body would be um, just in tatters, yeah. a mess. And um, then couple that with ant sea animals maybe nibbling yeah. at her and getting caught in the coral reef and um, uh, you know being beaten and battered yeah. by a storm and, and driftwood and all kinds of stuff, her body would be in terrible shape and yeah. it would be bl so bloated from all of the salt water too. Yeah. It just, she she would be hard. I wouldn't be able to look at, oh, ugh. okay, yeah. oh God. Anyway, yeah, I, let's no, move I mean, on. It's yeah. very somber. It's all very dark. Dark, it's all very dark. Um, Luis, again, is adamant that that's not shared and everybody else isn't so sure. But instead of just waiting for the fingerprints to show up in the the um, like uh, record of her teeth, <laughs> dental record, <laughs> record of her teeth, yeah. <laughs> her they just all like art start to argue again. We're going to speed run this. <laughs> yeah, no, because it, it's all week worth of this. Yeah. Um. So. I'm t and I'm told I was totally on Luis's side with this. Why would why wouldn't we just hold off on a funeral and arrangements until we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is Sheridan and we're not just giving a random funeral because Julian wants to like have a funeral. Yeah. And that we're not just having a random funeral for some random person who is absolutely not Sheridan, you know. Anyway, so 
meanwhile, Rebecca is talking talks to Julian, and she says as soon as Sheridan is uh, body is identified, they can get married. This lady is she's, she's in rare form this week, yeah. no. but she, but she this... is also her alert is up. That's the thing. She, she you can say a lot of things about Rebecca, but she. The girl knows when something's up and she knows that something happened between Julian and, and Teresa. And so she is like, okay, if I don't, if I don't grab him now, I don't get him. So she's like, we got to get married immediately. What has yeah. changed? She also noticed that there's a change of Julian being like, yeah, we'll get married. We'll get married. We'll get married, whatever. Yeah. And now he's like, we got to hold off. We got to hold off. So she's got her, she's very much aware that something's wrong. Yeah, so she says they have to get married, and Julian tries to dissuade her, and he's like, "How can we get married? This when? is my 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 poor sister, my poor yeah. sister. Just and she's like, shut the fuck up. I know you killed her. You killed remember? Her. <laughs> yeah. Like, so spare me, spare yeah. me your false like contrition and sadness. You're not sad, or I'm sure he is a little bit sad, but you don't want to kill her, so you don't get yeah. to be sad. Um, so then Julian later, this was funny." This isn't important. Julian later goes to the bar and asks for a picture of Martimi's. Yeah. And he's like, you do know how to make a Martimi, right? And the bartender's like, what's in it? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and then he finally just is like, give me a brandy neat. Yeah. Um, but I, it was just funny of him yeah. asking for Martimi's. I just, I, it was a, a little moment of lightness this week. He almost had the much, recipe that one time. <laughs> very well needed. Yeah, he almost got it out of, yeah. out of a uh, little Tim Tim. Um, so he's at the bar. He's contemplating how he's going to manage to keep Teresa as his wife. So that's the little bit of Teresa stuff yeah. that we have going on. He's they want him to get get the annulment done. He's trying to figure out if he can finagle a way to keep Teresa as his wife. Um, Rebecca then pops up to talk about their wedding plans. And then she accuses Julian of avoiding, of avoiding their wedding. And he says, well, it's insensitive to get married so soon after Sheridan, uh, yeah. after Sheridan's death, which is Very honestly reasonable. reasonable. Yeah. Like even if you don't necessarily care about Sheridan, optically, it looks bad. Optics. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine the tabloids like Sheridan Crane dead, Julian Crane married? Like that's. That's crazy. Yeah. And but of course Rebecca points out that he's the one that killed her and she says, "Here's a news flash. If you don't marry me, you're going to be one sorry son of a crane." And I loved her delivery of that line. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I need to I need to clip those some of those pieces, those music cues yeah. to use in the podcast. I do. That I just so I had it I had it ready for for at some point and then I was just like oh no she's doing she's doing a Rebecca line I have to push it um that's one of my favorite musical cues of the series is whenever something kooky or scandalous happens and I hope the listeners can hear it but and it's that Andrea Evans eyebrow raise that like yeah. you're gonna be one dead son of a <laughs> yes um uh, yeah so she's like threatening him michael bluth is threatening me sorry that anytime, <laughs> arrested development anytime anybody's like you're she's threatening i was like i think that michael bluth is threatening me um so she also ended a kitty she ended up on a boat that exploded too <laughs> 
I wonder if they got that from Passions. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, she, she, yeah, she threatens him basically and says, if you don't marry me, you'll be, you'll be sorry. And she says, you know, my point, I'm sorry if it sounds threatening, even though she knows she's threatening him. Um, but my point is a wife can't testify against her husband, correct? So if Luis decided to investigate Sheridan's de untimely death because he got a little bit of a little tip, if you, when you went on trial, I wouldn't be able to tell everybody that you're, you killed your own sister. So yeah, so she, she's giving, not, I wouldn't even call it a veiled threat. She's outright threatening to rat Julian out to the police if he doesn't marry her, which he basically says to her, so you'll turn me in if to Luis if I don't marry you. And she says, well, spooky, you will marry me. And it's as simple as that. And mm -hmm. she leaves. So later, later, Rebecca pops up in the lobby in a wedding gown. Uh, it's I mean, the it's crazy the audacity we just had sheridan in a body bag in this lobby and now she, you're walking through in a in a wedding gown i will say she looks amazing she, she looks, looks really great good. she looks great she looks psychotic but she yeah. looks good but everyone's um, mortified people are like cannot what? believe she's walking around like this yeah and she says that she and Julian are going to get married right now, even before anything with Sheridan. She's like, I'm going to take him to the chapel, go into the chapel and we're... Because um, now she's like on the bandwagon of Sheridan's not dead, even though she she truly does believe that Sheridan's yeah. not dead. But she's like going with, she's like, I believe Louise. Sheridan's still alive. So why not have a celebration of life and get me and Julian married? Like... Yeah. Um, so she wants to go and get married right now. So she has off to the chapel, I think. Is that where she goes? Yeah. Is it, yeah, she says it's, it's Sheridan's not dead, so it's not inappropriate. Um, and, oh, that's when she tells him, either you put a ring on my finger tonight. She like whispers this to him. Either you put a ring on my finger tonight or I'll arrange to have handcuffs put on your wrists and not the fun kind either. <laughs> so uh that's when gwen tells her mother she says this little stunt is tawdry even for you mother uh and rebecca says she doesn't care <laughs> she says i have to marry julian um and if I have to do it over Sheridan's casket, I will. I'm going to snag Alistair's one remaining heir. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Yuck. So uh, Luis then gets the fingerprints faxed over and the dental records that he's been waiting on. And um, he gives them to the, the resort doctor to, to yeah. check against Sheridan's body. It's the like we should have... The one that gave Teresa way too many sedatives or like really screwed her over. Gave her, a, gave her a sedative and sent her off with a bus boy. Yeah. <laughs> like instead of go, taking her to her room and then giving her a sedative. Yeah, this this doctor, but also beyond that, he's not a medical examiner. He's yeah. not a coroner. He's no. not, he is not qualified to do the, the and I imagine you need a spec, like a, a adequate lighting to check the to truly 
examine probably like there's some tools some magnifying tools you need i i, I don't know yeah. i'm i'm just a lay person i what feel like i feel like it? the way passion set it up is that she they lifted the sheet and were like confirmed was yeah like, it's like oh she's got an overbite that's yeah. that's her for sure yeah. you know i i you wouldn't and the fact that they do this what in a conference room somewhere yeah. or a ho in one of the random hotel rooms i don't know the, i'm sure the lighting wasn't adequate i just whatever he he goes and he does it he comes back and of course um he says that the the records matched the woman pulled from the scene is sheridan crane Luis is shattered but yeah, then yeah. begins to deny that this is the truth right he's in denial and he says i'm i i'm a trained police officer i'm gonna check your report i'm gonna do everything i'm gonna check 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 the details myself yeah, yeah. um he goes he does it he comes back he has the same conclusion he's like i don't what he says is i don't think he like did the report again or anything like that yeah, i think yeah. he just looked over the doctor's report i guess because he says he came to the same conclusion i don't know he comes to the same conclusion that it is shared and so i guess maybe he did check her I, I don't know um and that's when rebecca pulls julian over for a little chat and says it's time to get married and now that his plan is done and sheridan is dead it's time to get married julian julian then calls alistair to tell him job the job is done the deed is done and then alistair tells him to have sheridan's body cremated so that they can sever all connection between them and louise he says feed her to the flames and let everyone know she won't be coming back this time <sighs> yeah, it's sick. It's, it's, yeah, because, well, also, I mean, like, he's like, uh, he's already arranged to have a funeral. And he's like, how did you, uh, Julian's like, how did you arrange to have a funeral so fast? And Alistair's like, because if she wasn't going to have one, it was going to be you, which is so, like, crazy. But yes, they have a, which is, yeah, he didn't care. Um, again, so then I'm like, who gets, so Julian dies, so you're going to bypass Sheridan, then it's Fox. Fox is going to be the next one, but they don't passions isn't thinking that far ahead and they are not even considering it it's julian and whatever but um can i tell you all that i have stayed at some nice resorts i've stayed in some nice hotels but i don't think i've ever stayed in one that has a chapel equipped with a crematorium um i could be wrong i don't think this was that. i don't think that this was at the hotel okay there, there's a there's a crematorium away from the hotel they okay. talk about that we're going to be going to the crematorium okay got it because yeah. i was like this is too much how does yeah. this hotel have everything so if that's the case then then i will say that i have never been to a funeral home that has a funeral uh uh, uh location a service uh, attached directly to a crematorium. I was sh ridiculously shocked by this. Yeah, but... this was ridiculous. Yes. Let, let's talk about this yeah. funeral. So, for, well, first let's finish up here. Um, uh, Alistair tells Julian on the phone to marry, go ahead and re marry Rebecca. Cause Julian is it, lamenting to him. Like Rebecca's trying to marry me right now. And, and Alice is like, why not? Yeah, you, yeah. you divorced ivy she knows about everything it's time to bring her into the fold so that she's you know in because she's in on all of this sheridan mess 
Um, so then Rebecca goes to the chapel, tells the Justice of the Peace that she's gonna get married to Julian Crane, which unsettles him. And then so she, her, you know, her antennas go up, and she's like, "There's something you're not telling me. What aren't you telling me?" And then he says he can't break Julian's confidence because he would lose his job. And Rebecca says, "I'm his fiance, and I'm I'm just about as powerful as he is. And if you don't tell me what's going on, I will also you're gonna lose your job either way because I'm gonna make you lose yeah. your job." And so. Um, he's about to tell her, but that's when Julian has sent Bruce in there to get Rebecca so that they can go to the crematorium to, to go to Sheridan's funeral together. So, um, Bruce in, interrupts. Rebecca invites the justice of the peace to the funeral. She says, so that as soon as the funeral service is over, you can marry me and my pookie. Um, and that so, guy's kind of like, uh, yeah, he, he, whatever, that guy, that yeah. guy. So then some guys come for Sheridan's body saying, like, it's time for her funeral to be held. Um, Luis is against it. He's like, who, who the hell sanctioned this? Um, and uh, Julian's like, I did, you know, father wants it done. You know, we want, we want, we need to get this whole unpleasantness over with as soon as possible, basically. Yeah. Um, but Julian, Julian says, I'm her legal family. I'm the only one who has any rights to, to her. And Ethan then like def defends Julian in a, l a little bit. He yeah. says to, he says to Ju uh sorry, he says to Louise, you know what? Sheridan was happy here. Why not bury her where she was at her happiest? Like I the two of you were so happy here. She she was you know, not as happy in harmony basically. She's got a lot of bad memories of harmony. This is what the subtext I took from it. He didn't say yeah. that. <laughs> but that's the subtext I took from it like we yeah. why would we bury her in harmony considering she has so many awful memories of harmony. Bury her here on the island where she was with you. Um, and was at her happiest. Luis agrees. He's like, you know what? You're you're absolutely right. Um, so then they go to the to the funeral home. Rebecca shows up in that wedding gown. You'd think she changed, but no. She's like, oh, I have this veil. So she puts yeah. on a she has on a white wedding gown and a black veil. And so she's like, see, voila, I'm ready for a funeral. It's also, um, I don't know how all these people had clothes for the funeral already, but they did. Yeah, I guess they went shopping. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to assume. I, it happened a, so fast. This was just so crazy how they it, got to it did. So They fast. did this so fast. Especially considering how slowly and how yeah. much passions will drag things out. Yeah. The, the also, fact that they went from we have Sheridan's, seeing Sheridan's body to cremating her and doing yeah. her funeral within the span of an episode is unheard of. Also, I want to note that even though cell phones are not at the abundance that we have them now, uh, nobody in Harmony knows what's going on and nobody on Bermuda knows what's going on in Harmony. So like nobody right. knows Sheridan's dead. Nobody knows Ivy's been struck by lightning. Yeah, so we next week worlds happening. Yeah. Next week we can all brace ourselves for a shit yeah. ton of recap. <laughs> Because everybody's going to be bringing everybody up to speed. Actually, you know what? There's the episode. Yeah. <laughs> There's next week's episode right there. Everybody just brought everybody up to speed. Which, by the way, let me just announce this. There will be no episode next week. Yeah. Um, because it's Thanksgiving week and I'm not yeah. watching Passions this week. So just so you know, this is the last episode for November. 
and we will be back in December. But Eric won't be back in December, will you, Eric? I don't think so. Nope. Eric will be <laughs> back in if January. If calls, you let me know. <laughs> Eric will be back in January. But anyway, let's finish this. Sorry. I got off I got off, off track. So, um, Rebecca's... Yes, Rebecca's shown up as a in her wedding gown. Julian actually is just like, why the fuck wouldn't you have put on a funeral dress? Yeah, uh, you know, and and he says, my sister died. Like he he really has a a moment of. I think he's starting to really see Rebecca for who she really truly yeah. is because she came in and she was so sweet and so kind and so nice. She really slid her way in and I don't think he really recognized and understood just how slimy she is yeah did she because he did say I don't know if you already said this but he did say something along the lines of like you're kind of like my father like I thought my father yeah yeah he sure did yeah you're bad and he's starting to realize that Rebecca's worse news than he thought she was yeah and it's I mean, she's and she's great, so much she's smarter than he is. She's a ally to have, but a horrible enemy to... Uh, yeah, she's a yeah, bad to, enemy. You yeah. don't want to make an enemy of her. Yeah. Um, Re- and Rebecca tells him that she can't take his grief, quote, grief, seriously, since she knows exactly how... She, she says, I know exactly how Sheridan ended up in that box. Yeah. 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 I, and I'm with Rebecca on that. I would, I would... If I knew what she knows about this whole situation... No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't care it a bit about Julian's quote unquote grief. Yeah. You did this, so yeah. it was all yeah. on you. Yeah, congratulations. You played yourself. So, um, everyone. That's when everybody else shows up for the funeral. Uh, Louise gives Julian a compliment on the arrangements. He says this is exactly how Sheridan would have wanted it. She would have loved it. Um, Louise then says some beautiful words about Sheridan. Y'all, it's all so sad. I sobbed. Like, I cried. And I know... I know that Sheridan's alive. I know Sheridan's alive. I think I, it just brings up bad things, like feelings, funerals yeah. and things like yeah, that just yeah. brings up such bad feelings. But his acting feelings. is so good too. I mean, he, he looks devastated, but he has his composure. You can tell that there's some tears in his eyes. Uh, Ethan does a nice job with his eulogy as well. Um, I, what did Gwen try and put in there? Did your episode show you? Mine? I didn't see what she put in there. Okay. Gwen tried to put something in there. She's sad, you know, for she's not thinking about Ethan for like five seconds. She's actually yeah. thinking about her, her dead friend. Um, so it it, it was <laughs> very say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> After I said it, I <laughs> her friend who has passed. Um so it it is it is very sad. And the music makes it very sad too. They have some really pretty underscoring. Oh um, yeah. It it but, was all so sad. But what just is flabbergasting is this notion that the Sheridan's body is on a thing uh, up in the air that is a gurney that will basically wheel into a crematorium and they watch Sheridan's body go into the crematorium and get burned. Okay. She's in a casket. Let's be clear. Yes, so <laughs> she is a, cl- it's a closed casket. Yeah. So she, yeah. And you don't see you don't realize what it is until it's happening. Yeah, they don't. It looks show like it. a normal it's like funeral setup. Yeah, the cast, the casket is there. It looks like a normal funeral setup. Um, but before she gets wheeled in there, Luis does. We do get a moment where Luis says that 
that's not Sheridan's not in that casket. That's not her. Oh, She's yeah. not, not in that casket. Um, the um, the body is the body in the yeah the body in this casket is not Sheridan Crane. Um, he says it's her body, but it's an empty shell of the woman that I love. She's lost forever, and she's not coming back. Um, and that's that is when yeah it it like rolls almost like on a conveyor belt. Into, yeah. They push a button, and it rolls in, in. They roll the casket in there, and it's like you don't. They don't cream. They don't cremate people inside of caskets. Yeah. And then they're like, well, her ashes should be done in a moment, like as if she's a cake baking in the oven. <laughs> It was just odd. It was all so odd. I didn't understand yeah. why, even, like I said, even for passions. This is the fastest I've ever seen them do something. Even for passions, this shit was sloppy, sloppily yeah. done. Because I feel like we can give them, we give them passes on things like, oh, the writers just didn't understand how the technology worked and this and that. They've been the funerals. They know what a funeral, you know? <laughs> yeah. They understand how a funeral works. And this is absolutely, like, that would be so who wants to sit through no, who wants a to body sit? being cremated? And no. like you said, that's not how funeral homes work. That yeah. like there are some funeral homes that also ha do the cremation like at their facility, yeah. but most of them outsource it to yeah. a crematorium. And I don't think you get the. Uh, I mean, the way I, I hate to be morbid about this, but this is the this is how fast it went. They get the ashes instantly. Like yeah, they, they get the ashes they so be fast. Hot as fuck. I don't. I mean, really bad. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. They put. They were like, she'll be out in a minute. Like, <laughs> wait, what? And yeah. also, ha the majority of the urn is full of casket ashes at yeah. that point, right? Because they burned her inside of the casket. It's it's ridiculous. And give him this tiny urn. It's like Which, and they offer it to Julian, and Julian says no. Give him. Louise should take Louise. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was nice of him. I mean, considering yeah, <laughs> all things considering considered, everything. Uh, Luis is very touched by that, and he. We have one last shot of him yeah. holding the urn and just being like, uh, lost. Yeah, and then he he turns to the other couples. Um, Ethan and Teresa yep. and Whitney and Chad and tells them he makes the speech about loving each other and not taking your love their love for granted. Oh, and you might think this is where we ended this week, right? You might think that, but remember we talked about the ball of light that yeah, came charity. into existence that Char when Charity and Grace prayed for their powers to finally do something good. <laughs> Which so, I did not remember any of this, and it was very nice to see them. I didn't remember either, and yeah. but it's the only way it works. It 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 actually is the only way it works, and I'll explain. But so the ball of light floats over into the ocean in Bermuda, and it shines on to Sheridan's like body and there's some fishermen that see it and they pull her out of the water. At this point, we get also a glimpse of our a very new character, very important character, Brian. Okay, so we get our first look at Brian. Sheridan is there, perfectly fine. And my only, the this is why I say it had to be magic yeah. because that lady was a foot and a half from the explosion, from yes. from the epicenter of the bomb, yeah. she would be in smithereens. She would be yeah. in pieces, yeah. right? But she's in perfect condition, and that's why I I'm okay with them using magic and saying yeah. that she's alive and like just magicking it away. 
what do you call it? Deus ex machina. Like yeah, she's uh, fine. Exactly what it was. <laughs> um, I and I was appreciative that they tied grace and charity into this. Just kind of like this idea that when all help is when all hope is gone, it is over and it's done with. That they prayed and that it shot up and you know shot up light and yeah. Uh, with, I was I was like, oh, look at you all again. What a crazy week. It was a great week. Yeah. That's it. That's it for the week. That's it for the week. It was a great, 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 great week. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the show. Again, happy happy Thanksgiving to those of you on the Patreon who listened to this before Thanksgiving. Happy belated Thanksgiving to those of you who listened to this after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I enjoyed it. I this was a good one this week. Hey, just like Louis said, this be thankful for what you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for passions this week. Yes, me too. All right, everybody. That's it. That's the whole show. Remember, you can uh, find Dr. Eric Vera at Mr. Eric Vera, yeah. right? On everything. On everything. And uh, check the link in the description if you want to follow me on any of the passions pages. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, I guess. I don't use it at all anymore. Yeah um yeah so that's what with that you are my passion for life